0: In a partnership with the mayor's office of New York City and the New York Police Department and the Housing Authority, a scientific research team developed a study for the city of New York. They identified 80 housing units uh, there in the city that were areas that had increased crime. And so they wanted to run a study. And they took half of the housing developments and they put new lights all throughout the development. They took the other half of the 80 housing developments and they remained the same. And so they observed what happened over a period of time. And at the end of this period of time, what they recognized is that crime went down significantly in the areas where they put the new lights in. Specifically, at nighttime crime decreased by 39 percent and so what this study confirmed for the city of new york is a truth that the bible teaches us and that is this that the light always defeats the darkness that the light always defeats the darkness and that's what jesus is telling the people one night when he is at the temple That he is the light of the world, and that he will defeat the darkness for us. Today we're going to continue our series through John's gospel that's called That You May Believe. And in this particular section of the series, we are looking at the seven I am statements that John gives us throughout his gospel. And today we come to the statement where Jesus says to us, I am the light of the world. So if you have your Bibles with you, I'd ask that you stand in honor of the Word of God, if you are able. And turn with me to John chapter 8, in verse 12. John chapter 8, verse 12, the Word of God says, Jesus spoke to them again, I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. So the Pharisees said to him, You are testifying about yourself. Your testimony is not valid. Even if I testify about myself, Jesus replied, my testimony is true because I know where I came from and where I'm going, but you don't know where I come from or where I'm going. You judge by human standards. I judge no one. And if I do judge, my judgment is true because it's not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. Even in your law, it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is true. I'm the one who testifies about myself, and the Father who sent me testifies about me. So they asked him, Well, where is your Father? You know neither me nor my Father, Jesus answered. If you knew me, you would also know my Father. And he spoke these words by the treasury while teaching in the temple, but no one seized him because his hour had not yet come. Thank you. you may be seated. As we take the word of God today, we want to uh, apply it into our hearts here in 2023. Here's the action step for you today as, you're, as you leave this place in just a few minutes. The action step for you today is this, that you would follow the light of the world. That you would follow the light of the world. That's what Jesus asks us to do in this passage of scripture. And that's what I am calling for each of us to do today is to follow after the light of the world. And so as we look at this passage of scripture, the very first thing that we see in it is the statement that Jesus makes. In verse 12, Jesus speaks to them again. He says, I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, the background to this statement is the Feast of the Tabernacles, we learned a little bit about the feast of the tabernacles a few weeks ago when we were looking at a different passage in john chapter 7 verse 37 it says on the last and most important day of the festival jesus stood up and cried out if anyone's thirsty let him come to me and drink and this last and most important day of the festival is talking about this feast this feast of the tabernacles and this was a a celebration where the Hebrew people were remembering how God had delivered them from slavery in Egypt. And in particular, it was reminding the people of how God led them through the wilderness as they were wandering and sleeping in tents. That's why it's called the Feast of Tents or the Feast of Tabernacles. They were remembering this period in their nation's history when God was leading them through the desert and they were sleeping in their tents and they're celebrating how god had led them through the wilderness by a pillar of fire that was there at night where god would guide them in exodus chapter 13 verses 21 and 22 the bible says that the lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to lead them on their way during the day and a pillar of fire to give them light at night So that they could travel day or night. And the pillar of cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night, never left its place in front of the people. And so they're remembering how God was a light to guide them. That they were never alone. That he was always with them. And not only was he with them, but he was showing them the way to the promised land. And so here we are on this particular day where Jesus is standing in the temple. And one commentator says that during the Feast of the Tabernacles, there was a great ceremony called the Illumination of the Temple, which involved the lighting of four lamps that were in the court of the women. And these lamps were huge menorahs that were around 75 feet high. So imagine lamps that were about as tall as the ceiling in here in the sanctuary, that were lighted in the temple at night to remind the people of the pillar of fire that had guided Israel in the wilderness journey. All night long, the light shone its brilliance, illuminating the entire city. Now, in our passage, we learn in verse 20 that he spoke these words by the treasury while teaching in the temple. And so, the location. Of this statement that Jesus is making is the temple. The timing of this statement that Jesus is making is this important festival. And it's a a time where the people find themselves again far from the heart of God and in need of salvation. They need for God to send a light in the wilderness again to guide them to the promised land. And so several hundred years later, God is now sending a light to his people to show them the way to abundant life. They are lost, they need the light of light, and underneath these 75 foot high lights that are reminding the people of how God had been with them and how God had guided them through the darkness, Jesus stands up and he says to them, I am of the world he says I'm going to bring you and to save you from the darkness Jesus is taking a name for himself that was only used of Yahweh Jesus is the light of the world I mean, you can you can imagine how these Pharisees are are upset how they're stomping their feet and clenching their fists I mean he's blaspheming It's God who's the light of the world. It's no wonder that they were mortified that he would say such a thing. But what Jesus says here, he means. This isn't a mistake. He's not misspeaking. He is claiming here that he is God. And he's drawing a direct correlation to Exodus chapter 3 where God told Moses, tell them I am who I am has sent you. Jesus says, before Abraham was, I am. And so he is saying, I am God. I am the I am. I am the light of the world. It was just like God had promised. In Isaiah chapter 9, beginning in verse 1, the prophet says, Nevertheless, the gloom of the distressed land will not be like that of the former times when he humbled the land of Zebulun And the land of Naphtali. But in the future he will bring honor to the way of the sea. To the land that's east of the Jordan. And to Galilee of the nations. Because the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. A light has dawned on those living in the land of darkness. You've enlarged the nation, you've increased its joy. The people have rejoiced before you as they rejoice at harvest time, as they rejoice when dividing spoils. For you have shattered their oppressive yoke and the rod on their shoulders, the staff of their oppressor, just as you did on the day of Midian. For every trampling boot of battle, the bloodied garments of war will be burned as fuel for the fire because a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He'll be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Same thing that Simeon recognized when Jesus was brought into the temple as an infant in Luke chapter 2 and verse 29. He cries out to God and he says, Now, Master, you can dismiss your servant in peace as you promised, for my eyes have seen your salvation. You've prepared it in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people, Israel. John begins his gospel with this same declaration, John chapter 1, verse 4, where he says about Jesus, In him was life, and that life was the light of men. This pillar of fire. That they are remembering it it led the people to the promised land and jesus is now calling them to follow him to the promised land to follow him to heaven to be with the lord verse 12 he says anyone who follows me will never walk in the darkness but he'll have the light of life and throughout this message that jesus is giving there in the temple he's talking about going somewhere in verse 14 he says even if i testify about myself my testimony is true because i know where i came from and i know where i'm going but you don't know where i come from or where i'm going verse 21 he says again i'm going away and you'll look for me and you'll die in your sin because where i'm going you cannot come and so just as God led the people to the place of promise, to their place of rest. Jesus is leading us to the place of promise, to our place of eternal rest. And in that place, darkness is defeated forever. Listen to Revelation chapter 21 and the description of where the Lord is taking us. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it because the glory of God illuminates it. And its lamp is the lamb. The nations will walk by its light. The kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. Its gates will never close by day because it will never be night there. In the new Jerusalem, darkness is gone. The light has won because the light always defeats the darkness and Jesus is the light of the world So that's the statement that he makes here on this evening at the temple but I want us to consider the significance of what he's saying because the Bible clearly teaches us that God is the one who is the author of light I mean, it's the very opening pages of the Bible where God creates light. In Genesis 1, he says, let there be light, and there was light. And so God is the one who who made light. He's the one who gives light to the world. But Jesus stands up and says, I am the light of the world. The Bible clearly teaches us that it is God who enlightens our souls. He's the one who brings life to mankind that's why the psalmist says in psalm 27 verse 1 that the lord is my light and my salvation whom should i fear but jesus stands up and says i am the light of the world in second samuel 22 verse 29 the bible says lord you are my lamp the lord illuminates my darkness It's God who brings light to my life. It's God who illuminates my darkness. But Jesus stands up before everyone and says, I'm the light of the world. And when he stands up and says that he's the light of the world, this is an incredible statement. Because this is what everyone standing there heard him say. I am God. I am the giver of life. I am the champion over sin and over darkness. And this is what I want you to hear today that Jesus is God, that He is the giver of life, and that He he is the champion over sin and darkness for you today. I can still remember vividly a trip that my family took when I was a boy uh, up to Mammoth Cave in Kentucky. And we went inside the cave on one of those tours, and, and we were going back, you know, deep down through all of the, the little squeezy places. And, and then you would open up into these big cavernous rooms. And I, I remember this, this one point where we were deep back into the cave, and there was this large room that as a young boy it seemed as big as like a stadium inside of there, you know. And, and, and we're standing in this room, and the tour guide wants to show us how dark it is inside of a cave. And so he he gets us all close together and and we're standing there and he says all right i'm going to turn the lights off and when he turned the lights off it was so dark that i've never ever experienced darkness like this before i mean it was so dark that i I mean i remember putting my hand in front of my face like this and you couldn't see it 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 was it was that dark and then he says all right we're going to turn the lights back on and when he did you know what happened the darkness disappeared Because the light always defeats the darkness. Every time. And so when Jesus says, I am the light of the world, he who follows me will not walk in darkness. He's identifying a reality in our lives. That we walk in darkness. All of us do. The Bible says that all of us have sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God. We are in darkness. And it's so dark that we can't even see our hands in front of our face. We are lost and we are helpless. And this is how many people live their entire lives. They stumble around in the darkness trying to find meaning, trying to find hope, trying to to get by. And they're in the dark. Because they've been blinded by Satan, the ruler of this world, the Bible says. And when that light comes into your life, it exposes the darkness in us. It shines a light on our sin and it brings us to a point of repentance. Where we are acknowledging that we have fallen short of the glory of God and we are confessing our sin to God. On those dark, lonely nights in the desert, the people of God were scared. They were helpless. They needed direction. They needed salvation. And God gave them a pillar of fire that would show them the way to the promised land, that would show them the way to abundant life. And here we are in our darkness, in our scaredness, in our helplessness, and God puts the light in front of us, Jesus Christ, the light of the world. In John chapter 12, verse 46, he says, I have come as light into the world so that everyone who believes in me would not remain in the darkness. And so he says if we would believe in him, that we would be born again, that we would be transformed, that we would be changed, that we would not be darkness, but we would be light, that he would defeat the darkness in our life, that he would wash us clean of our sin, that he would make us new. And here he tells us, I'm the light of the world. If you would follow me, you'll not walk in the darkness. So the call is to follow him. And that begins with a relationship with Jesus. That's where some of you are right now. You need to receive the light of Christ into your heart. Now, sometimes when God shines that light into your life, people run from that light they don't want the light exposing their sin exposing their their heart exposing their darkness in fact in john 3 19 jesus says this is the judgment that the light is coming into the world and the people love the darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil you've probably seen this happen before where you walk into a room and you flip a light on and and bugs or cockroaches or whatever scatter right why do they do that because They are looking for darkness to hide. And that's how it is with people who are seeking to hide in their sin when the light exposes it. But instead of running from the light, we are to come to the light. That The light might expose our sin, but he also says that if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to cleanse us of our sin. That we can be forgiven. That we can be washed clean that we can be reconciled to God and we can be brought near to Him. That we can be in a relationship with God, made new. But you must receive the light of Christ into your heart. But as Christians, we also need to reflect the light of Christ. We are to follow after the light and to shine His light into the darkness as his ambassadors as he shines in us and through us the light will continue to beat back the darkness listen to what jesus says in the sermon on the mount in matthew chapter 5 and verse 14 he says you are the light of the world a city that's situated on a hill cannot be hidden no one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand, and it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they would see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. The world around us may be dark, but we are called to shine light into dark places. And the light of the world has called you to be the light of the world. In human history as man began to build boats and began to sail on the seas they quickly found that as you sail along the shorelines it is difficult to navigate that in the darkness and they would run up on reefs and they would run up on uh, shorelines and, and, and shallow places and they would, they would crash their boats. And so what did man do? He built lighthouses all along the shoreline so that they would shine light and it would give guidance to the boats as they are going along throughout the waters. And we, as the people of God, are the lighthouses of the world. We are the city that's on a hill. And so we are supposed to shine forth the Word of God, and the way of God into a dark world. Because there's no doubt that there is darkness all around us. I mean, we see it. We, we experience it. Uh, we read about it in the papers. We watch it on television. We hear it on the radio. We, we observe it in our own community, in our own neighborhoods. And the only answer to the darkness around us is the light that is within us. It's Jesus, and the light always defeats the darkness. When a room is dark and you turn on the light, it becomes light. If a room is dark and you turn on the light, it doesn't stay dark. It becomes light, but you have to turn on the light because darkness is merely the absence of light. So if there is darkness, the solution is to bring the light. So how do you do that? You do it by living out your faith. You you do it by showing the world what a life that is changed by Jesus looks like. You do that by speaking about your relationship with Jesus with your friends. You do that by telling your coworker about what God has been teaching you in your life lately. Uh, you do that as you speak as an ambassador for Christ on your ball team or in your club at school. You don't act like the world does in your business dealings. You shine a light into a conversation where people are running each other down. You use your social media differently than everyone else does. And when you do this the world will then take notice and they'll want to know what this light is in your life and you tell them how the light has changed you and saved you and transformed you because jesus is the light of the world and the light always defeats the darkness so the action step for us today is to follow after the light of the world there are some here this morning who Recognize that you have never received the light into your life, that you are still in your sin, and you are separated from God because of your sin. You fall short of the glory of God because of your sin, but today the light has shined upon you, and it's shown you the sin in your heart. It's shown you that you need a relationship with God. And it is now time for you to receive the light of Christ into your heart. The way that you do that is by repenting of that sin, turning from that sin, confessing that sin to God and saying, God, I need you to forgive me of my sin. And we're able to do that because Jesus, the light of the world, died on the cross to pay the price for your sin. Because he died and was Buried in a grave. But on the third day, he walked out of the tomb alive. And when he did that, he conquered your sin. And he conquered death for you. And he conquered hell and Satan for you. So that if you would call upon him by faith to save you, that he would forgive you of your sins. And he would cleanse you of all unrighteousness. And he would make you new. That can happen in your heart right now. In just a minute, we're going to have a time of response. We're going to stand. We're going to sing. There's going to be leaders all across the front here. And if this is a decision you need to make, then you come and you let them know today, I want to receive Christ into my life. I want to follow after Jesus. Christians today, as we consider this passage of scripture, the question is, are we going to follow after the light of the world? Are we going to reflect the light of Christ into the darkness? We can complain about the darkness all we want to, but are we going to reflect the light of Christ into the darkness? And so maybe you want to spend some time at your seat or here in this altar this morning saying, God, I want to be a light. I want to be a city on a hill. I want to make a difference in my family, in my home. I want to make a difference in my neighborhood, at my workplace, on my street. God, that I would shine your light into dark places. So let's stand with every head bowed and every eye closed. God, today we come before you with thanks for your word, for how you have spoken to us today. God, I pray, God, that your light would shine forth in this place today. God, that your light would shine upon those who are in need of salvation and that they would recognize that today that they can... Repent of their sin, that they can call on Jesus to save them, and that you are faithful, Lord, to answer their call, that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord would be saved. And so, God, I pray for them to be uh, obedient to your Holy Spirit's work in their heart and their, his calling on their life, and that they would respond with faith today to Jesus. God, I pray for Christians here today. God, that we would recognize that we are to be the light of the world, to reflect the light of Christ into the darkness. And so, God, may we be light. God, may we make an impact. May we shine bright for you in our city. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.